Blog Talk Radio. Digital.finalcall.com, 
or just check us out at finalcall.com. So I have a bunch that I'm going to read off, but, you know, when Dr. Ava's not here, I usually just do a curveball in the show until she gets back. But I'm going to go right on over uh, to that brother, good brother, friend of mine down in Georgia. Uh, he's going to go on down, down, down south and let him give a, uh, give us a report, and then after he finished, we're going to go right back into my little spiel and kind of give a couple of things from 2018. But we want to welcome and bring on that beautiful brother, Dr. Ridgely. No, 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 but no, that's no peace, brother. That is no peace. Say again, sir. <laughs> that is no peace, brother, because I don't understand it. When Mr. Ava is, is the host, Everybody knows that they go to you for the news. When you're the host, all of a sudden, you flip the script and put me out first, and then you come later on. I don't understand that. How does that teach? I know. Some things you're not able to follow the wise man on. So <laughs> just <laughs> and for those that went to your believers meeting, you'll understand. But anyway, Dr. Ridgely, what do you have for us tonight? <laughs> For that comment, and I cannot express because there may be children listening. However, I'll go ahead yes, on sir. in my report. That ain't, you know you're not right. You know you are not correct. Okay? All right. Anyway, yes. uh, you know, I suspected, since I saw that Minister Ames will be on a little later, I suspected that you would pull I'm that here. Gun. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay, I'm from Lakeham, but I'm so well, happy I made it this, this week. Because, go right ahead. Right I'm go, enjoying this. Make him go first. Make him go first. <laughs> Doctor, do you know what I'm gonna do for you? You know what I'm gonna do for you. The minister has instructed us to start a revolution of kindness, acts of kindness. Go. So, <laughs> since you, you want me to do this for you, my brother, out of the love and an act there of kindness, go. I'm there gonna you. do this for you. And once there again, to everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Ask Dr. Ava. Yes, you hear her voice. She is on. This is the closing show of 2018, and we have mm. thoroughly enjoyed your support. Thank you for joining us. And matter of fact, we want to hear from you. 563-999-3065, 563-999-3065, and press 1 if you have a comment or question, or don't press 1 and just listen to the show so that you can hear uh, this divine and wonderful conversation. So as Sister Ava is on, you know, later we're going to hear she has bat-to-bat like we ending this year, but she's running into 2019 doing a town hall on separation in Phoenix, Arizona, and then the next weekend bat-to-bat Prince George County, Maryland, She's going to be there doing the separation town hall, and we're going to drop something on you for Savior's Day, but Savior's Day is going to be off the chain. I forgot to mention Savior's Day. I'm just – just show up. I mean, literally, if you got to get a camel to get to Chicago, you would want to get your camel to get to Chicago. <laughs> February 15th through the 17th, go to NOI.org, learn more. You do not want to miss, miss Savior's Day, and the way the minister has talked about it, I got to be there. 
So let me just run through real quick so we can hear from Dr. Ava and our brother, Dr. Ridgely. I just want to run through a couple of things that I was, you know, we're going to talk about this tonight and you can make your calls. But some of the things that took place in 2018, we already know about NFA Studios. NFA Studios, if you haven't got your description, subscription, nfastudios.com. That's Never Fall Again, NFA Studios to hear some of the wonderful and amazing new shows and to see historical uh, lectures, current lectures, and never seen before things of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. You want to check that out. But then you don't want to not go back and get the box set. Yes, I said the box set. Let's change the world when the minister dropped his, as they say, he dropped his album, and it was seven of them. So you want to make sure that you go get that. Go to lctwmusic.com, lctwmusic.com. That's Let's Change the World and get the music from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Shaka Khan, Rick Ross, Stevie Wonder, Snoop Dogg, just all those people that's on the album. We don't want to forget, and if people have forgotten already, cross your arms, Wakanda forever, Wakanda forever. This year brought up a lot of consciousness with Black Panther. We saw that movie. We recently saw the firing of Mark Lamont Hill from CNN as this whole issue of the Jewish community keeps uh, popping up. And I didn't know, y'all, that we have our beautiful brother, Bujiban Tan, reggae artist, star artist, got out of jail. He came back home to Jamaica, but as soon as he got out, they are banning on Spotify, iTunes, his song, Boom Bye Bye. If you remember that song, that was a classic to put him on the map. And uh, the gay community uh, has requested that he take that song off. And you got to go to research. We won't have time right now to talk about it. But you understand why once you do that research. Uh, so there's a lot going on with that community. Also, for those that know, especially in my city, we had a tornado here. We had a hurricane here, two hurricanes. We had uh-huh. snowstorm here, and then on the west coast there was fire. And remember that city paradise in California got burnt up, and the minister said, "Watch the weather." As we watched the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan go to Iran this year, as we watched the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan gift ninety thousand final calls, gifted free, giving away ninety thousand final calls in the city of Detroit. Uh, for our sister's funeral, uh, Sister Aretha Franklin, where he didn't say a mumbling word, but he was the most uh, anticipated, watched, controversial person for someone just sitting on stage at that funeral, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And then from that came back Holy Day of Atonement outside in Detroit at the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater. And then our sister, Sister Tamika Mallory, who I still have a picture with from Savior's Day, and I would have what never it? known that her showing up at Savior's Day 2018, that she would catch so much hell all year long, and the Women's March people are backing out, leaving the Women's March, or trying to denounce it, but they're still going to have their March 2019 on January the 19th. Then we have the 116th Congress coming in. A hundred women came into Congress, two Muslim, two Native. Kanye West met with Trump, and he had a conversation about slavery, if you always remember that. 
our good brother Meek Mill, the hip hop artist, went to jail for popping a willy. Popping a willy. And that talks about being on bail and talk about probation in this criminal justice system that is criminal. Amma Rose got called a bad name by Trump, but she said, I'm going to tell it all in my book. And we do remember, not only do we remember our sister Aretha Franklin, but our brother Khalil, our sister Winnie Mandela, and also our brother Louis Farrakhan Jr. May God be pleased for all of them. And don't forget, as we still deal with this Jewish conspiracy and things that they're doing, a Jewish rabbi called Black People Monkeys. And then last but not least, we still have that order for all black leaders stand down because we have some congressional people come out and denounce Minister Farrakhan. But we want to make sure that's cut out and that doesn't happen again. But those are a few things from 2018. But at this time, we're going to turn it back to the one who is responsible for this show. And remember, you can call in 563-999-3065. Back to you and welcome to your show, Dr. Ava. Let me express my gratitude to the Elevated Places team and to a friend of the show, Jamil Muhammad, and all who not only make this show possible every week, but when I'm not here, just keep it moving because this is a forum. It is not about an individual. Um, this, this is uh, part of the process of our evolution and our exodus out from under the children of our slave masters. It it begins with people of like hearts and like minds coming together to talk about how we intend to do this. You know, every word is preceded by a thought, and every action is preceded by a word. And so these these weekly forums that uh, we have had uh, for almost uh, eight years on wow. blogtalkradio.com um, have been phenomenal. And that was a great, great rundown, Brother Terrence, of 2018. And we'll continue throughout the evening to um, hear from our callers. Uh, reflections on what has happened. This last issue of the Final Call newspaper is just beyond phenomenal. Uh, Get your digital or get your hard copy. Give people uh, in this season uh, when gifts are being given in pagan uh, holiday worship, let's do, as you mentioned, what Minister Farrakhan told us to do, Engage in acts of kindness, and nothing could be more of a show of goodwill than giving someone a final call newspaper, particularly this latest issue. And I think you're going to talk more about that, Brother Terrence. I don't want to steal your thunder, <laughs> but this this is a very special edition. It's a unique and historic edition um, on many levels. So, uh, before we go further in the program, so brother Ridgely, you had not uh, done your commentary yet. I take it. Yes, ma'am. And thank you very much, sister, for for coming in like the the true mother you are and quelching this, this sibling rivalry we had going. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) You know I love my brother Terrence, but that wasn't right. You do that to me. That wasn't right. But anyway, 
this has been this is has been a great and dreadful year uh for for me and us. It's been very, very stressful for me, but I learned something today that gave me a lot of a, a lot of hope and I'll start you from the negative and then move you to the positive. It's just amazing how one uh, sentence or two can change the whole process of living and growing uh, in this universe created and still in the process of being created by our God, Allah, um, is very, very worth staying around for to see the rest of the story. Well, let me let me start off by how it started in my thinking today. I was driving uh, down the highway, listening to NPR, and at noon, the the, the uh, news report made a statement. They said that uh, DNA samples, you know, the, the the police when they pick up arrest people for a felony, uh, they take a mandatory DNA sample from the person. Now, supposedly, when the person uh, if that person is not found guilty of that crime, they have a right to ask for their DNA to be expunged or to be taken off the, the not stored anymore. Well, most of the felons, you know, they don't they don't do that. You know, they don't even hear that part. And so, in in California, they got hundreds of thousands of DNA samples of people who, in fact, were proven not guilty of what they were arrested for. And therefore, it should not even be there, but they kept them anyway. Well, it just so happened that they used that DNA sample to accuse someone of a crime. They found some DNA at the scene of a crime, and then they checked that with the uh, the sample in their um, you know their, their their storage, and they found a match. And they said, well, they arrested that person uh, for the crime. But then later found out that, it, that that person didn't do the crime, but yet his DNA supposedly was found at the scene. So the question they didn't the question I had they didn't answer the question. Uh, they went on to the next uh, report was wait a minute I thought DNA was supposed to be um, it. In other words, it's, it's not in that ninety five percent ninety eight percent correct and that's it. That's that's conclusive. Evidence with other circumstantial evidence uh, that you're guilty. That's it. It's a wrap. Well, what happened here? And one of the things is very, very dangerous. Um, if they have your DNA sample stored somewhere, um, how is it stored? And is it is it transferable? Meaning that if they let's say that they have you to spit into a cup, and then they store all of that, they only need a little a little smidgen really one cell from that to take and to put at the scene of a crime and then attach you to the crime based on the DNA that they put there. You know that they do have a habit um, incriminating evidence at the scene of a crime to incriminate innocent black men and women. We know this has happened with drugs in particular and guns, et cetera. So now if they have your DNA on storage, then they can, in fact, use that to drop at the scene of a crime. Therefore, we are all vulnerable if they have your DNA. Of course, they can get it from any number of ways. 
when you go to the hospital, of course, they take your blood sample and um, your saliva and all that, so they got it. Plus, in, in studying after that, um, and, I, and I called Minister Abel on that, uh, about what I heard, I went to studying, and, man, I tell you, you can learn a lot with these smartphones if you have the right question. Uh, a lot of things I've, I found out. They found that out that in the past another person was accused of a crime um, based on the DNA that was found underneath the fingernail of a dead person. But then they found out that it is possible for your DNA to actually – you remember that movie, uh, Fallen, that we talked about with um, Denzel Washington and how – that uh, devil spirit of whatever would move from person to person to person to person. Right. Now, they said that just by shaking the hand of somebody, you can then, and then touching something else, you can actually pass on the DNA of that person to something else or somebody else. Um, they also found that over 400 million, um, maybe billion, but let's say million, Cells, skin cells, uh, are, are discarded every day, and then they can pick up that wherever that, that cell is, and then your DNA is there. So, there's so many ways that this your DNA can travel. They finally found this person innocent uh, of the crime because he was actually in the, in a hospital uh, all night long. From drinking, he was an alcoholic, and they had the, the they had picked him up off the street and taken him to the hospital. So he was in the hospital all night long during the time of the murder. So there's no way that he could have been there. But yet they found his DNA. But then later on, they began to see how his DNA could have wound up. Now this is this is crazy. See, this is a movie type of thing. The people who picked him up, the um, emergency people who picked him up and took him to the hospital later on that night went to um, the the person's house was later killed and because the person had a, a, a condition they came and they checked his pulses you know his his uh, vital signs okay and, and by taking his vital signs they said that, that they could have Transferred the DNA of the the suspect to the fingernails of the person who later on that night was killed by somebody else, and so they say, and that's how they could have passed on. Now, you know, I would I, I never even thought about such things in terms of how this DNA can be transferred, moved around, uh, and then so we have to be careful with this system. Because we know we can't trust it, and now that they they have people's DNA, you know you can't trust them how how they might use it, and of course we know who they are after, and the people who they are after. So we have to be wise and, and, and watch to see what they're going to do with certain people's DNA. Now, while I called up a friend of mine who's a doctor and talk, discussing with him, he brought up something that was completely different away from that. I had missed this past Christmas night the the basketball game between uh, Los Angeles Lakers and um, the the what is it the Warriors? Okay, 
he said that LeBron, he um, left during the middle of the game for a groin injury, injury. He didn't come back for the second half. However, the team, without him, beat Golden State by 26 points. So how can that happen? Well, if we remember LeBron, he moved from Cleveland down to Miami and gave them a championship, and then came back to Cleveland and gave Cleveland a championship. Now he's going to L.A., and L.A. has been in the, in the boondocks for a while in terms of their abilities, but now he has passed on, I'm not saying through DNA transfer, but through his spirit, his mind. The man is a scientist at basketball. He's not just a good physical player. The man is a head game player. And he, he teaches and trains the young people around him how to think in basketball terms. And so what happened, a friend told me, and then I, then I looked it up on, on the Internet, and so what happened, it was the defense of Los Angeles that, and the, uh, the other three-point shooters. So they, they, the defense got tougher, realizing that LeBron wasn't there to back them up, and therefore they got very serious about their defense and their defense is what stopped the Warriors. Now, let's bring this home. It is amazing when Minister Farrakhan is around us or when we're around him. When he comes out on stage, the whole arena, when you visit him, or he visits, you know, me and you, Minister Ava, we wish him a lot. And it's amazing as to the light and light. And, and love and how he makes you feel when you're around him. You wish you could hold on to it a little bit longer than once you leave him. But he definitely brings something different. And we all know that he was downloaded in 1985 when he was on the wheel. So we know he's, he's, he's very, very special. Now, the enemy, the enemy is waiting on the minister to leave us, to depart, thinking that we're going to fall apart. But like LeBron left that game, you know, I don't want the minister to leave, but he said he's going to leave. But when the minister leaves us, then we know he is not there to back us up, not here, but only on the wheel. Therefore, we know we're going to have to be a little bit more serious about our activities because we know we, that our main man who defends us against our enemies is going to be gone, and the enemy is going to come. And so we're going to have to be a little bit more vigilant and we're going to have to be more obedient to his instructions because in the future we're going to have to be closer together because we cannot depend on this communication system of our enemy to carry our messages clearly and without interference and without them putting a lie in the middle of the game. You know, that's what they do now. That's what they do. They're going to put a lie in the middle of the game. We've got to be closer to one another. So this is Minister Abel traveled around the country with the separation conferences, and Minister Farrakhan instructing us that we're going to have to do this referendum so that we can make up our decision and find those who want to come closer together so we begin a process by which we can come physically closer together so we won't have to depend 
on the enemy's transportation system and on the enemy's uh, uh, communication system by which we can communicate and do for ourselves. So that's a positive note I want to leave you on. God is on our side. He works in mysterious ways. The way he got this universe set up, he got it set up, and he's going to move things in a, in a manner that we don't know of, but it's going towards his purposes, and all we have to do is do what Minister Farrakhan has instructed us to do, to receive the reward that Allah has for us and for our enemies to receive the reward that Allah has for them when we separate. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Yes, sir. Excellent. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. All right, we're going to get into it now. And uh, you made me, uh, you brought them on, Dr. Risley, the As I said, there's so much in this final call newspaper, but one of the things that stood out for me, um, along with uh, the center article by Brother uh, Demetric Muhammad, is, as always, our profound, deep, deep brother, Jabril Muhammad, uh, whose articles should be read and parsed and studied. And every week for our own sake For our own sake But he Entitles this um, article Gods at War And he said Let us accept as a fact That God cannot cleanse the earth Of the stench of wickedness Without a final all-out war. God has to be involved in war on his coming, just as God presented himself symbolically in the burning bush to Moses. God must be at war when he comes to the end of the time given to the wicked to rule this earth. And he said, God, in the, in the body of the article, going to your point about becoming more vigilant and more focused, he writes, God must declare and make war on his enemies before, before he can fully establish his will mm. on earth through the people of the earth. Why? Mm. Because the wicked will oppose him. They will not submit to his righteous aims and purposes, which would even benefit them. Mm. He finds those he finds in power will not give it up easily. Why? They are rich, wise in their own eyes, and therefore puffed up with false pride. They have become so insane. In their vain, bloated view of themselves, they refuse to recognize and bow to God when he comes. Mm. The stage is fully set for the last acts of the prime characters on scene today, Mm. especially in America, to fulfill what was written of us all. Mr. Louis Farrakhan who indeed is a Muhammad, is one of the main characters of whom the prophets wrote thousands of years ago. And this current 
explosive situation written of so much in the Bible and Quran is now laid bare and clear to those who have eyes, even as we walk, talk, eat, and breathe. Let us remember, any reading of the scriptures, casual or serious, shows that although God's wrath is a prime feature of the final days of the world of the wicked, so is his love and mercy, which predominates in his dealings with humanity. Mm. So in in that spirit, we come together on elevated places this final Thursday in 2018. And as Brother Terrence laid it out, he brought back to my mind so many major monumental events, uh, gains and losses Mm. that we suffered as a people. But we know suffering, especially if it's unearned, is redemptive and Mm. gives us uh, something in the plus column. In, in the eyes of Allah. So, um, any if 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 you all are ready to go forward, uh, brother Terrence, did you want to make any more comments or? Oh, I do want uh, uh, that as brother Terrence brought up, we are moving fast and furious on the nation's program separation and yeah. uh, the second uh, town hall meeting was held in the great city of New York two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was held at Muhammad Mosque number seven, the legendary number seven, in Harlem, New York. They have a very beautiful large mosque there, and it was standing room only at mm, the town on. hall meeting. Um, nationalist, activist, mother of the struggle, Viola Plummer, who is an octogenarian, and looks 20 years younger than she is, uh, was on the panel. I mean, she, she makes she makes us look uh, moderate, the Muslims. Wow. She comes down so hard on the white man. She makes the Muslims <laughs> look moderate, okay? Mm. And mm. also on the panel, along with uh, student ministers, Hafiz Muhammad, uh, the East Coast Regional Rep, brother uh, student minister Henry Muhammad of uh, the People's Republic of Brooklyn, New York, number seven C, and myself. Then there was also Charles Barron, the former Black Panther, who is now uh, the assemblyman for the Brooklyn district where our mosque is. And he, he's no joke either. Uh, but we had young people, old people, middle class, working class, artists, you know, nationalists, Christians. You name it, black folks are ready to rumble. And um, it was a beautiful, powerful weekend. Um, If you go to www.projectseparation.com, our brother Farrakhan Muhammad Ali uh, here in Mosque Number 2 is doing a phenomenal job with the website. Um, We have a beautiful team of believers that are helping with, with this and their uh, giving of their own personal funds. We all know, of course, a friend of this program, uh, Brother Louis Ali, out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, it has been so 
helpful brother Hoyle out of Memphis, brother John, Muhammad out of Houston. There are just so many along with uh, this team on this program that, that make all this possible. And of course, uh, next stop is Phoenix, Arizona, next Saturday, the 12th of January. And then uh, finally, at last, uh, our brother's been asking for this, Brother Jamil Muhammad. We will be in Prince George's County, Maryland. Um, and that that's going to do it uh, until after Savings Day. So just wanted to update everyone. Mm-hmm. What's the date on the one in Prince George's County? Prince George's January 12th. January 12th in Phoenix. Thank you. Yep, and the 5th. Yeah, the 5th on the, in Phoenix. January the 5th in Phoenix, Saturday, and January 12th in Prince George County. Okay, yes, thank sir. you. All right. So, Brother Terrence? So, uh, yes, yes. So, um, I was reaching out to Dr. Ava, and I was just, as always, getting our weekly final call newspaper and I open it up as I always do to the minister and the messenger, the Christ uh, articles. And this particular sinful, I'm me personally, I'm not saying that this is the first time ever because I'll be wrong as a historian because I haven't read every final call, but this will be one of the ones rarity, if not the first where the Senate order is not by the minister. Uh, and it is by Brother Demetric Muhammad of Mosque number 55, which at that moment just astounded me, just blew me away. But as you read the editor's note, it says this week's Senate article is devoted to a defense of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, written by student minister Demetri Muhammad of Muhammad's Mosque number 55, who is also a member of the NOI research team group. After reading this highly intelligent defense, Minister Farrakhan wanted to share it with our readers and the entire nation of Islam. In this article, the student, I mean, student minister Muhammad deals with the lies and mischief making of Jane Isner, who wrote a piece published December 17, 2018, in the Jewish Forward, calling for the public rejection disavow and denial of Minister Farrakhan and his message. So this is um, our first and all praises due to Allah. Thank our brother, Brother Demetri, who's been a guest on this show. And it's getting down to what Dr. Ava said with Brother Jabril and the coming of God or that we are entering in war. And I say that because it's a couple of things that's funny. As you said, Dr. Ava, I was watching the Facebook Live of some of the older brothers in the nation working out with some of the younger brothers in the gym in Chicago. And they was like, y'all ready for this? Y'all do some old cheese. And they, they really was working out in the gym, and they was really balanced. But they was balanced and talking junk to one another, but they were really training because they understand a war is coming. They said, this is not a game. We're not playing. We in this gym working out because we have to work out for the war and the battle that's coming. And that's just on a physical side, but how many of us are spiritually preparing for the war? How many of us are spiritually preparing um, for the battle? 
Um, and so as I say that, that recently on Facebook, two of my close friends um, have been have put out some stuff on Facebook that was very, you know, side-eyed negative about the minister oh. who he is, um, even to the point of almost calling him or calling him an agent. Um, some um, dealing with the whole issue of Scientology, which the minister has thoroughly covered, uh, and people coming up as we're seeing this documentary or whatever's going on TV about Scientology. And I'm bringing those things up because know for a surety, those that didn't believe that it was going to come where you're going to have to stand on what you believe and you're going to get called to the copy, are you with Farrakhan or not? Do you agree with this or not? And I don't want people to be coming back and talking about what I, but he didn't mean it like that. He meant this. He, I don't want none of that. Either you agree with what he says or not. Don't tote the line. Don't switch it up. Don't take ad from his words. If people disagree, give them his words, not your interpretation of his words. Speak straight words. And I just want to open this discussion up, Dr. Ava, with the uh, uh, just a piece of what was said in the article, and it says, I am here to let you know we all love Farrakhan, whether we say it out loud or not. Our souls leap up for joy when we hear him speak. That's all of us on this phone. Your black right. shoeshine man loves Farrakhan. Your black newspaper boy loves Farrakhan. Your black waiter and waitress at your favorite restaurant loves Louis Farrakhan. Your black dental hygienist loves Farrakhan. Your black postal carrier loves Farrakhan. We are Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> and I close with that piece, Dr. Ava, because I don't remember if you remember, and both of y'all remember the movie Fight Club. And I mentioned this before. Club was where these folks were fighting and, you know, late at night in these clubs across the country beating each other up. But somebody, I guess, in government wanted to seek out and stop Fight Club. So there's a scene in the movie where these people grabbed that guy and took him in the bathroom, and he reminded that senator or whoever was trying to stop the Fight Club, he said, you don't know who's in the Fight Club. You don't know who we are. But know this, we drive your cars. We cook your food. We serve your meals. And he was just letting them know, just be careful what you're doing because you don't know who's down with the fight club. And I'm saying this just like it said in the paper, everyone that you may not know who's cooking your meal, driving your car, working in your business, changing your cable, changing your light, building your house, Love Farrakhan. You may not know. Some don't say it outwardly, but there's a lot that we know that will walk up into us and say, I've been listening to Minister Farrakhan for 10, 20 years. I grew up on Farrakhan. I have all his lectures. I always have his tapes. And some of these people would never have been in the mosque, but they love Farrakhan. So to the enemy, there's an army that you do see. 
that there's a great army that you don't see. So be careful how you handle God serving Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I think this Sunday I'm going to be, inshallah, one of the ones on that rostrum defending our servant, our message of God in our midst, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Right to you, Dr. Avery. Yeah, and, um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It puts us on on the ultimate point of all of this. And because at the end of the day, this is all about a man at this stage that's right, that's of right. the history and the regeneration and rebirth of the black nation. It is about a man. And I love what you're saying, Brother Terrence, about people talking sideways and trying to play or burn both ends of the candle that will not save you uh, in this nope. day. And people who say, oh, you follow a personality or you're an idol worshiper, all of this nonsense. No, it begins with a man. Life begins with a black man. This whole universe right. is the mind of a black man. Right. And I'll just share uh, one more thing from Brother Demetrius' article, which is close to the beginning. He says to this Eisner, this devil woman, who had such disrespectful and insulting things to write about the national representative. And what I resent the most, Dr. Ridgely, is people we don't know from a chicken or a zebra making comments. We're getting some background noise. Okay. We got it. But the the intrusiveness of it. What is mm. Jane Eisner? What are you? Who are you? Come Who on. cares? Come on, come on. Which, That's right. Say, when have you brought a slice of bread to our community? Come on. You sound like you're Jewish. What? When have you propagated your religion and asked us to join you? You mm-hmm. you Come want on. us to minister? Do you want us to move next door to you? You need to stop it. But I love what he wrote here when he said, Louis Farrakhan is more than just an individual person or man. He is a people. Right. Is the spirit an animating force for liberation inside of black America? He is our heart and our soul. He is the personification and embodiment of the huddled masses of our black enslaved ancestors who yearn to breathe free of the lash of the overseer's whip and to be free of the chains of chattel bondage. And I think that I've never heard it expressed like that or better than that, that Louis Farrakhan is more than an individual. He is a people. That's right. And we get out here and start building and producing so that the enemy will see. See, one reason they're as relentless as they are, they have been very effective in isolating him. They can't defeat him. But what they're excellent at is making him look like he's a lone gunslinger. Right. Who comes into town by himself. 
as opposed to the truth, which Brother Demetrius writing about, the truth is, no, he's 40 to 60 million descendants of slaves in America. That's who he is. And we have got, if we claim to be with him, we have got to start manifesting that in this third dimensional reality. Because if we truly do have the spirit, then the spirit will become flesh and make itself known. That's, That's our job right now. I'm talking to me, not to you all, to me. That I, I got to do what you said, Dr. Ridgely. We have to be vigilant and not be involved in this as some extracurricular activity. That's right. So that's my that's my two cents. But well, I know we. <laughs> go ahead. I guess can I back him up? Can yes, I back sir. Him up? Okay. You know, the job of the research team is to help defend Minister Farrakhan, and we yes, do sir. it on two levels. One is when he asks us to go and find out information, we go and we find the information and bring it back to him, okay? Right. And then on our own, we go and we try to go behind the minister, and when he puts something out in the public, we go behind the minister to corroborate that with other evidence, to back up what the minister just said and get the world to, to the world of information to back up what the minister said. Because all these people who say they believe in the Judeo-Christian, Muslim, those three major religions, they all are waiting for a man to come, a special man to come. Not a a spirit, but a special man to come. And through that one man, all things will be transformed. Now, we know through the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that that man came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad. But when he came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad, he passed on that mission to and through the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And from that spirit of that one, a whole nation was built. That nation fell apart or was torn apart by hypocrisy. And then one man, one man stood up, and with his faith and belief in his teacher. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, his faith and belief in his teacher before he even found out that he was indeed alive. He rebuilt the nation of Islam based on the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and through that he woke people up with a master grip and put them standing upright on the square. And now the enemy continues to attack Mr. Farrakhan. Why? That's right. Because because they the FBI said that they were looking for the rise of a messiah. That's right. It, it didn't messiah. say black messiah. It said messiah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes, sir. It ain't about just, they know that, that the messiah is going to come, it's going to come, be black, come to black, because they know who they, they have put that's right. in bondage. They know they have put in bondage God's children. They know that. They try to convince us that we aren't that. But Mr. Farrakhan is showing us more and more, and that is who we are. So he comes with that master grip to grab into our hearts and bring the God that's, that's left in us and to restore it and to stand us up. Now, we, yes, a lot of people on the outside are saying, well, if Masparad Muhammad has a plane, then why don't he just come and destroy white people? Now, you know, for, for a wicked devil, death is a way out. How do you really, 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 really burn 
a wicked devil. You look at the movies and you see Dracula. What burns him? That cross and that what? Holy water. And what? The sun. It burns him. Now, I want you to think. Here it is, a people who've been downtrodden, beat down to the ground, even made into almost an animal. Now there is a, 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 a king that has arisen amongst them, and he represents them, but he's beautiful. Okay? If you look at Mr. Farrakhan when he was younger, and Mr. Farrakhan now at 85, he's prettier than he was 50 years ago. He's beautiful, and he's articulate. He's strong, and he loves his people. Imagine what Satan feels like, the wicked feel like when they see magnificence. He just set up on the, the, the diocese for Aretha Franklin, and he scratched their souls so bad that they had to write and say all types of stuff. It's like those devils being run out of the, of that, seven devils being run out of that woman by Jesus. They just, they just couldn't help themselves. So whenever they hear, when they see Minister Farrakhan and they see our love for him, that is hell for them. Death is only a way out for them, but this is hell for them to live and watch like Kissinger and all, to see all they've done to us and to see all they've done to the minister and the nation of Islam, to look and see his beautiful smiling face as he tells the truth on them and the truth about us, that, right. my friend, is hell for Satan. Assalamualaikum. That's right. And and the other reason he doesn't just bring the plane is he's trying to save us. <laughs> right. Come on. That's he's right. trying yeah, to get away. The very people that make mockery of the slowness with which judgment is coming. They're just like the people in the books who kept telling the prophets, Well, if your bring God it. is gonna destroy, just bring it, bring it. Okay, don't worry about it. Come on. It's coming. It comes. <laughs> All right, Come we're going to jump to the phones now, and we want to make sure we don't blow it and we get to her. Left. I did my brown rice from the Muslim farm. 
You know, brothers and sisters, you are fast forwarding your health by getting Dr. Wrigley's Staple Goods Project. And I did send you a donation. It wasn't much, but I sent you something from the, uh, what you call that fund, Dr. Wrigley? The um, Great Economic Program. Yes, sir. I sent you a donation. And brothers and sisters, you millionaires out there that are listening, send the money in. We won't be mad at you. And he'll probably let you get a bag of rice free. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the Ainsworth brother, Dr. Wrigley, brother, flight lieutenant, I'm so proud of you. That You know, y'all remind me of the elephant that put the pants on because y'all are working together. I've never heard any disputation. That is the way the Honorable Elijah Muhammad would want us to be. But so, Dave, I need you to call me. I am really going through a hard trial right now, and I uh, appreciate okay. it if you would give me a prayer. But, okay. um, uh, yeah, please. And uh, brothers and sisters, if you, if you get back into your kitchen and stop eating out of these fast food places. There was an article on the on the uh, internet about five different restaurants that the Orthodox Muslims, you know, the ones that that follow the Prophet Muhammad, they said that which we already know McDonald's is off, but they also said KFC and three other restaurants were not halal. They're waking up. I don't eat out, period. I do all my cooking. If I, I'm gone all day till 10 o'clock at night. I don't eat till I get home. So I want to thank you. Love you all. Stay strong. And thank that brother, the one in, in the East Coast. The one with the uh, tea tree oil. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, from, from Australia. He went on the East Coast, Brother Ruben. You know, I'm a, I move people all over the planet. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I am. I'm not going to get it right. You know what I meant, though. <laughs> all right, sister. Thank you so much. And may Allah continue oh, to bless you all. I signed up. I did sign up the separation thing. I forgot to tell you, I did sign up for separation. You know, I don't want to stay here. We want everybody on that on that paper. That's gonna that's going in the in the book of the Lamb. That's that's gonna be something when that's done. That's right. right. All right, beloved. Thank thank you so much, and and may Allah bless you in 2019. And I, I I will give you a call as soon as I can. Please help him, because there ain't nothing. Ain't, there's no personality like that. Um, I have. I mean, we got him. We got him in our nation. So I uh, thank a lot for uh, my my best uh, promoter. And one of these days, I'm actually gonna give her, get, give her a whole wheat biscuit. Oh, praise the due to Allah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, she deserves it. She deserves it. All right, we're going to move to Brother Daryl, another loyal friend of the Elevated Places program. Brother Daryl, assalamu alaikum. Oh, well, like all salam, Sister Dr. Ava and Dr. Ridgely and Brother Terrence. Um, I am so happy that you're back. We all miss you, but like you say, the show goes on. And uh, Brother Jamil laid it out again, and it really sure. had it going on. Uh, so I think. Sure. Allah, for all of them on the panel, I believe in my heart, like the messenger said about Minister Farrakhan, 
If he had 10 more, he'd take the city, take the world. And you are one of them, Dr. Ridgely, Dr. Wesley, Brother Terrence, and uh, even our youth, my God, oh, Allah, the youth that come on every Sunday at Mars Marianne, Allah is really raising yeah. our people up. And really uh, is. Uh, so we have no problem. The nation will never fall because we won't let it fall. But I was listening to what Dr. Ridgely was saying about the DNA. And it struck something, and uh, I think I tried to get in touch with uh, uh, one of uh, the ministers in Chicago. Uh, what's uh, uh, the brother that uh, comes out? Uh, he's a, uh, a lawyer as well. Um, what's his name? I can't oh, think his name. Pardon me? The next secretary, Brother Burby? Yeah, brother he speaks on the and um uh, and and when uh, when he spoke about the DNA, it struck me. Uh, my nephew was accused of rape of uh, his niece, and that's my third oldest brother. And uh, he was here in Florida, and they came and arrested him from our home, and found out that uh, he went into the jail before they transferred him back to Detroit. He's a special need. He has a, a learning disability. And um, they test you when you go in. He had no type of disease, anything. Uh, his niece had chlamydia. Okay, if he if he touched her and the girl had chlamydia, and this is one of his hairs, so they got the same mother with different father, and uh, found out that it didn't match. And as uh, we were trying to go back and forth to Detroit to keep up what was going on. They they jumped on them in the uh, jail in Florida. And when we finally went to court, they still couldn't find them. So we had a friend, may Allah be pleased with him. We grew up with He passed away. He was telling my grandmother, y'all need, well, my mother, said, you need to get up here because they're going to rail, they're like they're trying to railroad your uh, grandson because they kept uh, taking the little girl out and kept telling her what to say and never heard nothing like this in the courtroom where the judge told the, uh, the um, uh, well, I, there's so much going on, but uh, when, you, when you have the people that uh, make the final decision, and uh, he said if, if you feel whatever she say, you convict them. So they found them guilty, no DNA, uh, they gave him 45 to 50 years. Uh, he never had no record. And here it is, people going in debt, has been convicted in DNA, and they get five years and get out three and four times. And then sometimes after they finally kill someone, then they're going to put them away for, you know, for life. So I was just thinking about when Brother said about their DNA, how they could take your DNA, and like I said, they're supposed to destroy it, but yet they could hold it and put it at a scene and convict uh, a lot of us. So that's scary to know that they have our people's DNA and they could use it at any time. So I was just thinking about, uh, I don't know if you heard about news when, uh, and it had to be a brother because for this police officer to reload his gun, it happened in New York, and I don't know if you heard about it, he reloaded and shot 27 rounds at this guy, and he had to be a black man to dodge that many bullets. He was hitting cars. 
with the bullets. He was hitting the walls. Or he was hitting the building, <laughs> and the lady and the lady was walking. <laughs> he, he must have wanted this brother that bit. He had to be a brother. And uh, as he was shooting, he was shooting so reckless. It was the lady walking her dog and shot her in the stomach. So they got another big lawsuit against uh, New York police. And I'm just saying how chaotic this thing has got. Uh, the people are just going crazy. And then another thing before I get up, do you hear about the uh, the uh, mixed brother that they had to cut his his locks off? They got a big yeah. lawsuit going against that. And one of the news reporters asked, Ten million dollars, that's a lot of money. And the lawyer said, It's not so much a lot of money cause uh you gotta pay this, you gotta pay that out and everything. But he really humiliated this young man and it said it went viral over fifteen million hits and everything. So this yeah, this beast is, is out of control. And so we're gonna have to come together and continue the town hall meetings and continue to do what we have to do so we can just act this from this madness because it's going to hit. And like you said, they hollering about the will. They know it's real. That's why they came up with the movie Independent. So it's us that has to wake up quick because this thing is going to be a showdown, and it's going to be like the minister said, shock it all. May Allah continue to bless you and the family and your show. Aisalaam alaikum. Waalaikum salam. Waalaikum salam, sir. Thank you. Appreciate those comments so much. Okay, we've got, uh, let's see, hold on. What time is it? Oh, it's, a, it's after 8. I think we need to go down under and get to our international correspondent, Brother Reuben Muhammad. Brother Reuben, assalamu alaikum. Oh, wa alaikum salam, Sister Dr. Ava, and to all of the Elevated Places family. How are you doing today? Oh, we're wonderful, Hi, sir. sir, and yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise to Allah. We are sweltering here in Melbourne. We are like at 100 wow. degrees, believe it or not. So it's oh. air conditioning day and night right now. Um, just a very, very, praise be to Allah. Just a very quickly, I want to add one more thing. Uh, Dr. Ridgely, I tagged you in on a story. You talked about DNA and how it's used to convict uh, black people in America. A very interesting story almost identical to what you said happened here in Australia to a black man from Somalia by the name of Farah Jama. Uh, you can look this up if you're not on my Facebook uh, and, and look at uh, what happened to him because he was actually convicted of raping a woman and he was completely innocent, spent 18 months in prison, and it was when another Muslim lawyer, another black man from Africa, got wind of his case and went to his rescue and fought the whole criminal justice system, got him out. But unfortunately, he only got half a million dollars for all the time he spent. It's a long story, but you can look it up um, by the name, a man by the name of Farah Jamad, F-A-R-A-H J-A-N-A is his last name, uh, in Australia, in Melbourne, actually, right here where I live. Um, I know his lawyer well, and uh, it was a very interesting case that we followed because, of course, everyone wanted him to, you know, to be put under the jail, and then it turned out that the man was completely innocent, wasn't even, uh, doesn't know the person, was never involved, but you could read that story online for yourself or just uh, link back on my Facebook page. Uh, Very quickly, there's so much I want to, report to you but first up the weather i told you what's happening in melbourne here uh we are in what they call the christmas break 
period. Australia generally shuts down for about, you know, six, eight weeks. We don't really get back into the swing of things till early February uh, because we are in summer here. And what most people tend to do is go up north to a state called Queensland where it's a lot warmer, kind of like Florida weather. Well, everyone who escaped up there in the last week, just before the Christmas break, expecting to enjoy their sunny time up there. Well, guess what Allah did? He dumped in some parts of Queensland. Uh, we talked about getting one month's rain in one day a few weeks ago. Well, what he did in the last week in some parts of Queensland, and you really need to go online to appreciate the images for yourself. He put about a year's rain in some of these parts, and many of these places are underwater. And just to top it off, this was a state where they had a lot of bushfires a few weeks back. Uh, uh, there's a cyclone that's just formed. It came across the news about an hour ago. Uh, a cyclone, which is a hurricane in, in the northern hemisphere, is due to uh, touch down on New Year's Day. So I think everyone's holiday up north has just been ruined. So um, a lie is not playing. The minister did not lie when he told us, watch the weather. This is very unusual weather. And some who followed me last week as well, I mentioned the hail, uh, the tennis ball-sized hail. That, and I put the pictures up because you really got to see it for yourself, the different um, images, the mushroom shapes, the jellyfish shapes of, 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 um, of hail that hit Sydney, Australia as well. So it's, it's a whole country. Something is happening with the weather. The other thing that's also happening is because of the rising water levels there's one of the most poisonous jellyfish that are in queensland right now those levels uh the jellyfish has come up from wherever they live below or out at sea and they're out on the beaches so even those who were braving to go out to swim in the, in in this weather well you can't get in the water because this jellyfish will kill you so um you know Allah is not playing he's uh he's you know getting everyone's attention right now one other thing that i'd like the listeners to to, to, to quickly jump online because we don't have a lot of time to talk about it. But uh, Dr. Ava, many, many, many years ago, you did a, I cannot remember the title of, um, of the lecture that you gave from Mosque Mariam, but it had to do with the Titanic. Uh, and I believe it was in the early 90s, probably about 92, 94, somewhere there. Um, just yeah. so people know, a man here in Australia is actually the equivalent of what you would call the Donald Trump of Australia. He's the one, if you go online, make Australia great again, uh, like make America great again. He's a billionaire businessman here in Australia. He's a politician as well, but he kind of got kicked out of politics. He is making the Titanic 2. And basically, he has a company called the Blue Star Line, like they had the White Star Line up there in, I think it was in Ireland. Uh, he has a company called the Blue Star Line making an, a replica of the Titanic II, and it is going to sail in, in um, it's supposed to, it was supposed to leave now in 2018, but uh, it's been delayed um, till 2022. It is actually being made in China, believe it or not, and this is a man talking about make Australia great again, but he took the construction to China. Uh, and from China, it will sail to Dubai and then uh, get on to uh, Europe and follow the exact same journey that that first Titanic took. So, you know, when we read the signs and see what's going on, it's just about that time that I think um, many of those things that uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us were to happen are happening right in front of us. As well, let's pay attention. 50 years ago, uh, this week, the white man managed to make his first uh, journey to the moon. 
uh, Apollo 8, December 21st, 1968. There's a lot more happening out in space right now. Uh, Australia actually was a tracking station that carried a lot of that, that uh, data from the uh, Apollo 8 uh, and the Christmas message that uh, astronauts gave and all of that. So let's follow more on that over the next coming weeks. And uh, Dr. Avery also said earlier something that stuck with me. Uh, this whole universe is from the mind of a black man. And I want to quickly just say something from an article that anyone can pull up uh, from the final call, June 10, 2004. The article is by Mother Taneta Muhammad under her uh, heading of unveiling the number 19. And I quote, she says, again, repeating the words of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who stated that our histories are written in the stars and that the whole scope of Master Farad Muhammad's teachings is astronomy we might better appreciate why I have gone to considerable lengths to cite the new discoveries being made in our universe and the astronomical cycles of the planets in our solar system and their application to the fulfillment of prophecy through the course of time. So that was in 2004. In our Supreme Wisdom Lessons, our problem book, problem number 24, it talks about Platoon, the far planet Platoon, or also known as Pluto, being 4 billion, 600 million miles from the sun. Pluto was one of these planets that were discovered in 1930, the year that Master Farad Muhammad declared our independence. And in that same year, they began um, to start to think, wait a minute, there's these other things we theorize are further than Pluto in something called the Kuiper Belt that they did not actually discover till 1992. NASA in 2006 spent a space, uh, 2006 sent a spacecraft in January the 19th, it was launched, uh, called New Horizons. Go onto the NASA website because we, I mean, we could talk all week about it, but go and read and see pictures for yourself. Uh, it was to do two things. The mission objective was to answer questions about Pluto, its moons, and the Kuiper Belt. 1st of January, uh, it is actually going to reach one of these uh, it's going to do a flyby of something they called Ultima Thule, uh, U-L-T-I-M-A-T-H-U-L-E. This is one of those objects that they want a lot of answers about because I'm sure they read all our lessons and they understand the truth of what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us from Master Farad Muhammad. But this is something that, well, you know, let's go online and see what happens. Read more about this spacecraft and understand that the signs up in space are coinciding with everything that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us would take place in the Theology of Time lecture. So may Allah bless you. I'll stay on the line for any questions. I love your family and thank you for a wonderful 2018 as we move on forward into 2019. And let's not forget, Savior's Day is coming up. Thank you, Minister Farrell Khan, as we prepare for Savior's Day 2019. Assalamu Oh, you had such a beautiful dimension to the elevated places. And we thank you, Brother Ruben, for a wonderful 2018. Allah is God. The way he brings all this brilliance together uh, for the sake of our people. So uh, thank you, Brother Ruben. Stay on. Yes, yes, sir. Um, to the brother, uh, brother Ruben, um, brother Ruben. I don't want to think that I have uh, not uh, been a, a senior and stuff. You know, I usually pass on your stuff to my my Facebook page. But yes, sir. Uh, right, I'm, I'm in Facebook jail, and um, uh, oh. I'll be 
yeah, I'll be in there until next um, until this coming Sunday. They put me in jail for seven days. I've been in jail for three days and one day. It goes to correction: one day, three days, seven days. The next time it'll be thirty days. And and the reason they put me in Facebook jail is because I talked about the secret relationship between blacks and Jews. Okay, uh, and they put wow. me in Facebook jail. So uh, that's why I can't uh, repost your stuff, uh, Brother Ruben. But after I get out of jail. I promise you, I'll repost your stuff on my Facebook page. Thank you very much. I'll see you later. Brian, I'm glad you well, brought that up, Dr. Ridgely. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot to mention at the top of the show that you um, not having had the ability to be a part of the civil rights movement in the 50s and 60s, this is your way <laughs> to be a part of it, um, your direct, you know, your, um, direct action. <laughs> Or your civil disobedience, so you didn't joke. get to go this to jail, joke. and it's the right there, or you can get to go to jail through Facebook. I forgot, <laughs> forgot the layer, but I know that, that he was in jail. Oh, let's get to your joke. Let's get to your joke. So that was okay. Okay, very funny. Very funny. Very funny. I'm laughing. I love it. <laughs> Facebook jail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he couldn't go in the civil rights movement, so he has this opportunity. So he goes, "I done gone to jail for y'all." So that's what he has done. He has done the work. And they're locking him up consistently. So he got some strikes. <laughs> I just got blocked once, but you have gone to jail multiple times. Well, oh, you me. are a civil rights icon. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Let's get to some more callers. They're so patient. We have Brother Hoyle, <laughs> our beloved, our separator yeah. out of Memphis. Yes, ma'am. I'm one of the separators here. Uh, Assalamu alaikum and uh, praise be to Allah. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, uh, brother Dr. Ridgely and the flight lieutenant and uh, one of those brand new uh, convertible UFOs I see. One <laughs> 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 even came out. You didn't even let me know you riding it. Well, you can pick your brother up. Brother. <laughs> convertible. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, I got to let the wind blow through my head. <laughs> Wait, you need to put a helmet on because it's burning your face. You need to put a helmet on. Shake your head like the white girls. <laughs> and, and brother, Dr. Reese, I'm going to come put something on your books. I, I, you're OG like me. I've been in Facebook jail a whole lot, so I, I joined the club. We, we OG. <laughs> so, see, he moves. He's from the South. He's from Memphis. See, y'all like that. Yeah, praise be to Allah. But I just want to thank um Sister Ava, you with and Minister Farrakhan and the spirit of the research team, y'all are doing an excellent job. Dr. Ridgely, all of you, Brother Demetrius, I mean, this is the most beautiful work. You all, I just want to commend you all for the excellent work you all are doing. And uh, and we're and we're we're looking at the fall of America. Uh, did y'all see? Did you all see the stock market? How yeah. Was, uh, Yes, wild. Um, yes. Uh-huh. And, up and um, down. Yes. Up and down. So we, we know that this fiat money, is they're, they're just propping it up. And, That's you know, right. they're, they're right. playing with Walmart and all of that. And uh, I just saw on the news today that they say fentanyl is the most deadliest drug in America. That's um, hmm. one of these opioid drugs, I guess. And... Um, we're just looking at um, degradation in all ways. And mm. every day, Sister Ava, like you say, it's a case for separation. 
you look up, uh, they do something every day, like with this DNA situation. Um, that's horrible. I mean, you, they can just make it up. They make up and railroad you anyway, but this is just a new way of justifying railroading you sure. with this DNA situation. And I look on every two weeks, you see a brother getting out of jail of get um, being paid for wrong, wrongfully being um, accused. They had a brother, I think last week I posted it, I forgot, but he did 17 years for something he didn't do. And, you know, just think of all the cases back in the day, you know, of um, our men, you know, and, and women jailed wrongfully. There's still some in there now, but. We're just looking at the fall of America, and uh, I just wanted to, before we go, there's something I saw, and Sister Abe, I'm glad you mentioned. This is a powerful final call. This is from my brother Jabril, and we were talking about defending Farrakhan, but he, this is beautiful. He said, there is nothing in the words of Honorable Elijah Muhammad or the scriptures that justify either the partial or outright rejection of Honorable Nancy right. Farrakhan, nor is there anything of or about the minister which justifies such rejection. To deny him is to deny the mercy and grace of God and his Christ. For we are certainly in the time of grace from Allah, and we certainly need his mercy. Mercy has been divinely offered through Minister Farrakhan. Again, to deny him is to make mockery of the concept of repentance. Wow, that was powerful when I read that brother. That's brother Jamil. But this whole paper, just like you said, Brother Terrence, this is one of these superstar mm-hmm. papers here, bro. Everything in it. But all the final calls are powerful. But this one, this this is an awesome paper. Um, Brother Burby's mm-hmm. article. Um, uh, Mother Tynetta's, of course, uh, is powerful. With it. She has the talking about Shrek on here in uh, Turkey. And But like I said, this is, this is, we're in the time, so I'm going to let, um, I just can't wait. Uh, you'll be in Phoenix this coming Saturday, Sister Ava, right? Inshallah. Uh, next Saturday. Ne- next Saturday, yes, the, the 5th. The 5th of yes, January. Ma'am. Right. Yes, sir. So I, I want to tell everybody, take care. There's uh, these flus and chest colds. Now, last week I called the show and didn't have, barely had a voice, so I'm getting better now, so. This devil's got chemtrails all over the place. But like I say, practice how to eat to live. Um, I'm trying my best to do this the way I work and, and you know, try to eat and drink the right things. I don't like to say organic food, stay away from junk food, and, um, and you know, build our immune systems up. So, yes, sir. Um, yes, ma'am. But uh, may Allah bless you all. A beautiful show. And oh, I'm you as back well. And... Uh, Take up and soak up knowledge, and I'm gonna put some on your books, Doctor Ridgely. About being that bit before you week before you go out. Assalamualaikum. And we thank you, sir, for making helping to make uh, 2018 a productive year, uh, the year thank of you, the man. town hall. This is not stopping today. It's not stopping. This, oh no, this, we no, we just getting started. Yes, sir. We just getting started. I'm, I'm gonna be in some more. Mm-hmm. Inshallah, I'm, I'm gonna be in some more. We we talking. We gonna help you. We we're your helpers. So we, hey, oh, I'm gonna be doing that. We, we coming. I, hey, I'm, I'm gonna be in some more. Inshallah, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be helping. I'm getting everything together. We 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 got to help. So uh, believers, if you're there in your cities, help. You know, this is something. 
uh, it's needed. This is something that God wants. So don't just sit there back. There you go. Like, just, this is what God is asking us. Come, come out, uh, hold a post, uh, let the people know in your city. Uh, uh, get on the radio, put out flyers. Uh, this is this is crucial. You know, don't sit back and right. criticize. You know, participate. That's right. That's right, yes, sir. Thank you right. so much, beloved. Oh, anytime, sister. Malaikum. All right, we've got Brother Bilal. He's been waiting a long time, and he has both a question and a comment. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Bilal. Malaikum salam. Samuel, how are you, Sister Avon, Brother Terrence, Dr. Rizzi? Fine, Fine, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful. Praise be to Allah. Uh, question, Sister Ava, how can we get you to come to the seventh region? How can I help in the seventh region with the separation? That's oh, the yes, sir. What, what city are you in? I'm on Orlando, Florida, ma'am. Orlando. Okay, I'm I'm making a note now. We'll put you on the list because it's a national initiative, and we owe it to do our best to come to you. So oh, right, right after, you uh, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Now I'll put your number down, and and um, after Savior's Day, we're going to resume the schedule. I think the right. the first I do have one already uh, right after Savior's Day, the weekend of the twenty fourth, which would be uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and then after that, we're going to get moving again. But yes, thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. And also, um, I want to thank y'all for you know, what you were saying because I be, I be putting it on Facebook all the time that Farrakhan is just not an individual. Farrakhan is a nation of brothers and sisters that's working to bring down this wicked system. So, you know, we just got to keep being out there in the forefront. And, you know, Mr. Farrakhan just left Iran. And I don't know if any of y'all seen what Iran and Turkey just did. Iran and Turkey just came together, and it's been an uproar for them doing that. They signed a pact to work together for trade and mm. everything. And right now, America is not happy with that. Mm. That is awesome. Oh, oh. my God. Yep. Right after our oh. man left, all this took place. I did not know that. Wow. I Me either. Follow up on if and I we know this is a coincidence. <laughs> That's right. Right after our man left, and I seen it like two weeks ago. No matter if they, it was a week. Yeah, no, it was two weeks ago. It was on um, on CNN. They were showing it because they had a live thing, and I put it on Facebook too. They had a live thing. Iran and uh, Prime Minister of Turkey was talking, and they, they and they was coming together. They signed the pact right there. Okay. Awesome. Yes, sir. Thank you, beloved. Great call. Right. Oh my goodness, that's great news, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. Well, I'm about to go check that out. Yep. You know, it's great that we have these callers to catch. The, we can't be everywhere, but we are everywhere. Thanks right. for Right. Yes. Yeah. E- excellent point. Well said. Let's see. Okay, we've got. I think I skipped over because we got to get back to him, brother Ivan. Our beloved brother Ivan. Assalamualaikum, brother Ivan. Assalamualaikum. How y'all doing? We're doing Hi, good. Sir. How are you doing? Oh, well, you know, beloved, one day at a time and uh, staying grateful. Uh, grateful yes, is sir. being grateful is my morphine. Uh, you, I know y'all was talking about reflections, and one of the things that, you know, in the um, 
in the passing of my of my beloved. Um, man, there's so many things that I've, you know, after the dust has begun to settle in her absence, so many things that this, that my wife taught me, you know, and a lot of times we don't realize when we're with someone until they're gone, just how much they have an effect on how you think and how you operate and how you mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. And well. when you, you know, when you have a good woman, you know, I'm going to say this, and I'm, I, was, I was only with my wife for two years, and I'm not a relationship expert or nothing like that, but I learned some things from Sister Mary. You know, she used to say to me, she said to me one day, I was having a bad day, and she said, Beloved, you're tougher than your, all your weaknesses and braver than all your insecurities. Remember that. And, wow. you know, when she said, when she said that to me, you know, I was like, good God almighty. It made me, the funk that I was in made me come out of it immediately. And and so one of the things that I'm reflecting on in dealing with my wife and the and the, the care that I attempted to give her, one of the things I realized, Sister Avery, is, is that the care for our women is so inadequate on every level. And, you know, we, 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 we talk about all the things that we want to do as a society and as a community, but until and unless the woman, and particularly our black women, get her just due, we not going nowhere. And, I, I, you know, I was already tenderhearted toward women because of the way I grew up in a house where my mother was physically and verbally abused by my father. And so I've always been very protective of women, always have tried my very best to be as respectful. Even when I was a street thug, disrespecting women wasn't one of the things that I did. I just didn't do it. You know, I had one woman, I had, I had a girlfriend, you know, a lot of the, the stereotypical drug dealer. I was not that when it came to women, I had one woman, no cheating, no, no, no uh, abuse of any kind. And so, but I, I'm so much more aware of, you know, trying to be a, a better as far as the care of our women, not just, you know, the Holy Quran says that we are, the men are the maintainers of women, and it's not just your wife, your mother, your daughter, but the maintainers of women, period. And so as men, you know, we even when we're in the presence of women that we don't know, you know, we should conduct ourselves in a particular way because we don't always know how we affect women when we talk to them and what we say and how we do stuff. And, and so I'm only saying that to say this, that Allah has blessed me through my wife to be more aware. And, you know, I'm going to say this, you know, when she, when she passed and, and we, we, we laid her to rest and when uh, they were covering my wife up and I, when I was watching the, the uh, dirt go into the hole where she was being buried, I ask Allah to forgive me for any inadequacies that I may have had that didn't allow me to give her the care that she deserved from me. I did the best that I could. I did only what I knew how to do and what I thought I should do. And, you know, I remember she said to me one day, uh, and I, she said to me, she said, you know, sweethearts, she said, I, I really appreciate everything that you do to take care of me. She said, and, I really wish, though, she said, I know you can only do what you know to do and what you think you should do. She said, but I really wish you understood more 
of how to take care of me, not just with, you know, her well-being of what I had to do to make her feel comfortable until she transitioned, but it's just so much that I understand that I don't understand about the care of women, and it's really important for men to really get it, like really get it, man. And, you know, I don't mean to say man, but you know what I'm saying? It's just I'm grateful that my heart is even more tender now toward the care of women than it's ever been as a result of my wife. I thank a lot for that. And, you know, I, Lord have mercy. Oh, she was, she was something else. And I'm just, I'm just grateful for the experience that I had. And, you know, she's gone. And like today I worked so I cut down a lot of stuff today. And one of my favorite highlights of the day was just to come home to her. And it wasn't a special occasion. She was the special occasion. You know, just to come home to her was an excitement for me. And it's hard that I don't have that anymore. Cause she she did that for me, and I don't mean to be long-winded, but and I thank you for allowing no, me to no, say it. But Allah is using you to teach us. You know, You're she 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 long-winded. taught me. She taught me so much. You know, it's 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 just, uh, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm much wiser than I was. Uh, you know, and and I and I'm just grateful. You know, and I and I do. I'm not gonna lie. I wish, you know, when I reflect on what I did for her or tried to do. You know, I, I I still feel like I didn't do enough. And my mother told me, she said, you know, when, when mama say, boy, let me tell you something, you know, some wisdom's coming behind it. And she said, boy, let me tell you something. <laughs> she said, you did everything that you could possibly do to help preserve your wife's life and to take care of her while she was here. That was your assignment. You have no control. You're not the giver of life. And you're not the take off life. That is God's job. You only did what you were supposed to do, son. She said, I know you're heartbroken and, and I know you miss your wife. She said, but take comfort in the fact that you did everything that a man would do and above and beyond what most men would have done for their wives. That's in right. trying to take care of your wife. She said, I understand. She said, but you can't do yourself like that. You'll beat yourself up and you're going to ruin your wife's legacy if you don't come out of that thinking like that. And I say, yes, ma'am. She's right. Oh, she's right. Yeah. And so I thank you for allowing me to speak. And I'm going to say this, Mr. Tavis, I remember years ago, I rem- in 2007, we were at, when the minister uh, fed those, uh, uh, all those believers, and, and I came to a relationship seminar with you. You were on the panel. And I never forget, I don't know if you remember that, I, I was at that time, I was, I think I'd been in courtship maybe just one time. But even before the Nation of Islam, I'd had a few problems with relationships with sisters. And I asked you, why did, I, why did you think that I always got hurt by women? And you said to me, you said, Brother Ivan, until you value yourself as you should in those relationships with those women, you're going to continue getting hurt. Yeah. You remember telling me that? No, I'm blown away. <laughs> I remember it, sister. And because you was talking about one of the things that you were but saying on that panel was. I can hear myself, hear yes, myself saying. Mm-hmm. You know, but one of the, then I'll go after this. One of the things that you said on that panel when you were saying that some brother was like, why are you playing hard to get? And you said, no, I'm not playing hard to get. I am hard to get. I've <laughs> seen the video. The video is on YouTube, I but I was that. there. I was there when right. you said that. Though. I was there. I was right in the front row 
when you said that I was in that audience. Praise <laughs> be to Wow. Yes, ma'am. And the book will be oh. out hopefully. Until, uh, her birthday is February. I was going to try to get it done by Savior's Day, but I'm not going to rush it. But I'm trying to really, her birthday is February 23rd, her birth anniversary. She would have been 44. And so I'm going to try to release it. The name of the book is called uh, I Said I Do So I Am, My Journey with My Sweet, Sweet Mary. Oh, Brother Ivan. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, so, we thank a lot for you, and I know this this was a year for you of a unspeakable loss, and we can't know your suffering, but trust me, we we feel her loss too, because I I think her voice, and when you all were courting and calling, and sometimes some weeks I would look on the board. And the two of you, your calls would be right together, one right after the other. <laughs> That's so you all were close in so many ways, and still mm-hmm. are, and always will be. I, I want to bear witness to one more thing that that I knew. You know, she was. This is how I knew she was my soulmate. When the sister that went with her, uh, I didn't go because we couldn't take our son out of school for three weeks. So. We 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 uh, paved the way for one of the sisters, her former captain, where she was from, went with her to Tijuana. But I was at work, and the sister called me, and she said, Brother Ivan, she won't get up. I'm trying to get up so we can get her to the hospital because, you know, she was having problems breathing and everything. She was actually having a heart attack, and we didn't know it. And uh, so I, I said, put her, I said, put her, uh, put the phone to her ear. And so I said, baby, get up, get up, baby, so she can take you to the hospital, so they can get you to the hospital. And I said, I love you. And she mumbled back, I love you. That was the last time we said anything. And then four hours later, after she got to the hospital, she transitioned. But before I got the call, she had transitioned. I already knew she was gone. I got a real warm sensation in my body. Then all of a sudden, it went cold. And about three or four minutes later, I got the call. And before the sister said anything, I said, we lost her, didn't we? She said, yes, sir, but I mean, she's gone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I knew it. I felt her leave me. I did. And I was froze. I'm going to tell you something. I was standing in my living room, and I, my feet, I couldn't even hardly move my feet. My feet were like froze. Like I stood in my living room for about 10 minutes without moving. Like, literally, I couldn't move because I could not believe that after only two years, my sweetheart was gone. Couldn't believe it. We had actually 100, we had 821 days together. That's what we had. Yes, sir. Yeah. All so I thank you all for, for allowing me to speak and get that off my chest. But, yeah, I love that oh, one. It's so enlightening and inspiring for us, too. Thank you, Brother Ivan. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and she absolutely loved you. She said she loved her some sister. Oh, I, she, I knew she did, and I loved her back. And, and she made these signs. I got them. I'm going to send you a picture of it. She was doing this thing called Ava's Gardens, and she made these signs. So she was putting up gardens in our neighborhood, and she made a sign. The gardens was dedicated to you. We call Ava's Gardens. Oh, my God. I still got those signs. I need to send you one. 
Thank yeah. you, beloved. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. You stay strong and stay with us in 2019. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to do my very best to to represent and and, and still push the program and and, and you know uh, just I'm, I'm going to tell our story and that's what I'm going to do. Yes, sir. And we need and we need you to do that. Know yes, that ma'am. we need you. All right, beloved. Yes. All right. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, come right mm-hmm. Beautiful. Whew. Men are the maintainers of women. Now, he just made that into a lecture in my mind. Okay, we have Brother Robert has Brother Robert, Assalamu alaikum. Malaikum Salam, um Dr. Aver and the panel. <clears throat> I just want to make a statement on uh, the brother that spoke about the DNA. I, I I had a feeling he wasn't familiar with mitochondrial DNA or the reels. The fellow with the six seventeen years and that had life that he mentioned, I worked on this case and that's what I do. The young man in Florida, the first thing they should do with him is put in for uh what we call FOIL, Freedom of Information Act, and get the lab results of anything they have and if they don't have them. That's a good place to start for the petition and the appeal and the reversal of his conviction. That's what I do. I'd like to get in touch with uh, somebody just to give them a few pointers that work good with the four guys we got out in New York City. The last one had 47 years, and he's been home about 90 days. In the 47 years, I left him in there, and uh, he's now home. So it's four or five uh, cases. The brother he just mentioned with the 17 years, he became a, he's an advocate now. His name is John Bunn. John, J-O-H-N, Bunn, B-U-N. Just put that up and push enter, and you'll see what he's doing now. He's got a very large program dealing with lifers and children before they go in. Thanks for letting me share with him. Keep up the good work. Oh, oh. Good day. Brother I was at Richie? I was at number seven. I was at number seven. Oh, no. Yes, yes. If I get your money, I'm gonna be going to other ones. <laughs> I O D down to goodness. I O D. And uh Doctor Hafiz <laughs> I mean he was it was if they was that was nuclear. That was nuclear. We oh, were yeah. signing we were signing very late. Thanks again, man. I shall have my Oh, before you go, Dr. Yes, yes. Yeah, did you re- respond at all? Yes. Well, I, I, I would just like Sister Rona to give me the brother's uh, information so, so that I can talk to him personally. Um, yes, sir. Because I want, to, I want to know more about what he knows. Because I'd like to do an article Thanks. about that. So. Yes. Um, you know, help Sister Rona give give me uh, his number if you don't mind, brother. I like okay. to talk. Okay. I have no objection. Uh, I love yes, you too, Okay, I was just going to ask you your permission, brother Robert. So I got it. We'll 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 take it down. Okay, no problem. Great. You see, you know this this the the oppressor of us. 
has put so much weight on us to break up the desire for love in us. This is this is his goal. And so, you know, we need brothers like will fight the system you know, for us along with the minister uh, because we've been given a bad rap, not just on what they've done to us, but how they're trying to tear love out of our soul so that brothers like Brother uh, uh, Ivan will not exist in the future. As-salamu alaykum. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, sir. Thank you for that, Dr. Richley. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that was that was a powerful call. So I will uh, take brothers. Yes, uh, I've got his number, brother Robert. I have your number. Good. Thank you but so much. You all, you all heard it. Heard him bear witness uh, of the power of these town hall meetings. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't have a See, let me <laughs> What the minister yes, has sir. been doing, you are you are the grand reaper. The mm. harvest is ripe, and we have wow. a few laborers who are doing the reaping. Oh. So, so wow. thank you so much. Well, thank you, too, and the research team and everybody else who, in their various lanes. Um, I think that's, that's the beauty of, of, na- of what's going on now is we're coming out of uh, the mosque paradigm right. and growing into a nation, and and you can't see the you, you can't have a nation in a mosque, but you have a mosque at the center of your nation. That's right. And, and and so the mosque will always be there as a spiritual center, but what springs forward from that, like the rays of the sun, is the nation and. You know, just w- when I heard Brother Ivan and, you know, all the, the different callers that we get that bring these perspectives and the the brothers and sisters I encounter uh, going around the nation and then even seeing various uh, members of the nation, the lost found nation of Islam in the West, who are not registered and you, you're, you're reading about them in the news and you're seeing realities going on. You know, for example, I think Brother Hoyle, I don't know if you all saw that story on the young man who, who was whose dreadlocks were cut off. Oh, um, I saw it. Right at the start. Did, did you see that? And the way it was done to him, it, it was right at the beginning of the wrestling match that, he was about to compete in. Wow. It was deliberate, deliberately done by a wow. white referee. Uh, wow. who, rather than say to him uh, before they even went in to the ma- you know, why, why wait until they were literally on the floor um, prepared to go into competition? Now, this boy who who was who was a high school student is the child of a black man and a white woman and so i got a call because i was talking about it during my radio show i got a call that um 
we should not refer to him. A sister called in and said, don't refer to him as black mm. because he's the product of a white woman, and we don't recognize white women or respect <laughs> black here we men go. who, yeah, here we go, right, have children with white women. And I had to explain that there's two people on this earth, according to the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. There are two kinds of people on this planet, original and made. And if you have a few drops of melanin, that puts you in the class of original people. Later on, when the program was over and there's a sister who has a show behind me and she said well I agree with the caller you know we call people like that biracial we don't call them black and naturally you know what's in my mind is Master Father Muhammad's parentage Come on, come on. So, and I'm telling her I said to her and she said I never knew that. I said to her, I said, sister, do you know is a non-reality? It's a concept. And you know who invented it? White women. White women developed the phrase biracial because they don't want to have black children. Mm, Come on. Even though they lay down with black men and produce babies from them, they don't want a black child. Come on. Dr. Francis Cress Wellesley, who I quote all the time, said that in the course of preparing her research, she interviewed a number of Caucasian people, and she asked them, do you want your children to be colored? <laughs> and they said, no. Come on. Now, these were the ones that said, I'm not a racist. Come on. She said, Oh, you're not. She said, Do you want your children to be colored? And they said, Well, no. Do you <laughs> want your grandchildren to be colored? And they said, No. And And so. The, the the point that I'm, I'm making in all this is that this white female who's the mother of this young black man, actually, and I'd like to get Terrence's take on it too, but she actually sort of, I would say she found a, a way to make him submit to it. Mm-hmm. The you know, by... by Go ahead and do it Because generally speaking Like my co-host Brother Shaw said Most people that have dreadlocks They're making a statement With their hair Right Uh And and really everyone's hair is a statement Hair, Hair has An emotional Significance to everyone Whether you have no Hair, long hair, short hair, mm-hmm. but to 
uh, to a high school student, one of the most sensitive ages that you can be in, where you're the most concerned with peer pressure and all that. And his dreadlocks, they were not fuzzy or they were not uh, unkept. And right. uh, they had a white woman cut them off. He had them, they had them like pulled back into a ponytail. It wasn't even that long. And just cut off the whole ponytail. That's yep. traumatizing. To, to you know, yes, sir. Go ahead, Brother Terrence. No, and I know we have a few minutes left, but just a couple of points. The referee yeah, has had incidents or racial slurs, I mean, racial things before. So this is not the first time he has been suspended. Two, regardless of they say white woman, black male, everybody know everybody saw that boy as a black child. Regardless, even in his school, you know, if he went anywhere with locks, because white people locks, don't, they got to do a lot to get their head a lot. They knew that was a black child. They knew what they were doing. And the fact that you even mentioned that it was a white woman cutting his hair is very significant. And they didn't cut it in private. They cut it out in the open where everybody can see it. Yay. So it was almost like a public lynching. So all of the white guys around. And then after he came off the mat, you could see one white dude go up in his head and kind of grab his head. So people understood the nature of that. And he had lots that were long. He didn't just grow those lots, and he didn't just start wrestling with those lots. So those lots had been in his hair, and that was not his first time competing for the very first time. So that means he's been competing with lots for a while, and they did say he had it covered. So this particular referee was the one that did that. And the problem I'm having is that those folks that was around him didn't stand up for him they felt felt it was okay to do, and it was like, you're going to lose the match if you don't cut. So they didn't even have no cultural sensitivity to know that those lots were significant. Whether he understood that or not, somebody should have understood the reason why he should not have cut it, because that was very disrespectful. That's right. And, That's and I, just right. Add, I just want to add one little thing about those locks, in case people don't know. Yes, the Egyptian kings... Um, before they could be king, they had to go off into the jungle with only a stick, no clothes, no nothing. And they had to leave their hair alone. They couldn't touch their hair for it to lock up to prove that they'd been in the jungle. Then they had to come back with a tribe of people who they had civilized. This was one of the things they had to do to become the king. And then when they became the king, they cut their dreads off and, and went back to the civilization. But they kept their dreads. As a wig, so that when they were attacked wow. by outsiders, the king, who y'all call Pharaoh, but that was never his title, he would put his dreads on. And when the enemy saw the king with the dreads, they know that they were dead. They knew he was a warrior. <laughs> here, com- here comes the jungle, baby. Here comes the king. Awesome. Here comes your death. That's the history of the other dreads. Wow. That's why they call That's it dreads. Awesome. And and so look at that even deep is the significance and to Brother Terrence's point, see to do it in front of everybody, that's, that's like your your name is Toby. Your name is not Kunta Kente. That's right. That's right. Your, your name is is Toby Boy. But that that's a great narrative, exactly. Dr. Ruzzi. And on that note, we gotta go. I wanna thank Rona Muhammad for an incredible year. Brother Terrence Muhammad, Dr. Ridley Muhammad, Brother Reuben Muhammad, all that have 
called in this show, listened in this show, told someone about this, I shouldn't say show, this forum. And we look forward with, with Allah's help, guidance, and protection to 2019. May Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding. And remember, it is the season of the Savior's Day gift. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam.